0: Welcome to the Doctors Washington Podcast. On this episode of The Story, we'll talk about another family member who's had a tremendous impact on our lives, our mother. Of course, our mom has been the most influential woman role model in each of our lives. Some of the adjectives or characteristics that I would use to describe her, and I think we all agree, are that she's strong, encouraging, stern, but loving. She was a disciplinarian for us, and she set clear boundaries. She made it quite evident that she was not one of our little friends. She had a great sense of humor, and she was really inspirational to us all. So when I really think about my mom, I wanted to frame her in regards to Proverbs 31. We learned about this Proverbs 31 woman when we were growing up in uh, church and in Bible study, you know, that is the woman that we should all strive to be. So I thought that my mom embodied all of the characteristics really, but just, let's just take a couple of them. So we like to talk about mama's faithfulness. Dr. Jasmine, do you want to give us um, an overview or, or an example of mom's faithfulness?
1: So, yeah, I think um, with that verse, it mentions in verse 11, uh, her husband can trust her. She will greatly enrich his life. I think an example of that is just how the really the partnership and team that mama and daddy are not only in raising a family, but also in business and in their careers. And I think ultimately when daddy got sick, mom's unwavering support to him didn't change.
0: Dr. Kimberly, can you speak to the characteristic of strength? Sure. The verse describes this woman in verse 17 as being energetic and strong, a hard worker. That pretty much embodies who mama was when we were growing up. She worked a full-time job at the local power company, And um, she managed our home really as well, whether it was cooking or getting us ready for school or handling problems that that arose for us at school, which you'll hear some about later. She embodied that strength of a woman who can juggle things well. That was one of her, I feel like one of her greatest uh, characteristics. And Dr. Jasmine, what about mama and her charitable nature. Can you talk a bit about that? So I think we
1: can all um, point to times in that we've seen mama be charitable, not only to us, but to people outside of our family, or I, I should say not only chari- charitable to family members, but also those outside of our family. I remember multiple instances where mama would be largely caring for, uh, for a grandma or her mother. Um, but also, you know, family, friends and things that she also helped when they were sick and helped to care give for them on a number of occasions. And she does like, that's her nature. I did think that, uh, the verse 20 where it mentions, she extends helping hand to the poor and open arms to the needy really embodies uh, one of her, uh, most, most, clear um, attributes
0: definitely agree with that and then another characteristic of uh, mom is that she's wise and that's from verse 26 that is that states when she speaks her words are wise I think that mama really gives um, very great advice and um, she knows a lot about a lot of different things and I'm not quite sure where all of that knowledge, came from. I guess it's just her life experiences. And then what about praiseworthiness, Dr. Jasmine? So verse 28 uh,
1: mentions her children stand and bless her. Her her husband praises her. That's really the whole purpose of why we're doing this episode to really give you a, a snapshot of what our mom is to us and what she is to the people that are most important in her life. Dr. Latanya, you've known Mama the longest. What can you say are some of her qualities that have affected you the most?
0: I think many of uh, the qualities that really had an impact on my my life were, you know, Mama's sternness. Uh, We talked in previous episodes about just how growing up I wasn't really able to do a lot of things. Um, But I did feel very loved. So those were that's one of the characteristics that really affected me a lot. I think another one was the good modeling behavior. I think my mom really showed showed us how we should be. Um, She was always a person that was of her word. Like if she told someone she was going to do something, that she actually did it. And so we learned a lot from her about being a hard worker, about being a friend, about being an upstanding woman in the community. And then also her, her ways that she encouraged me. I remember when I first started medical school, you know, that's always a big adjustment that I didn't do so well on my first round of tests in medical school. And I was devastated. I called my mom crying and Um, so she kind of has that, uh, encouragement, that tough love encouragement. And she was like, the Lord didn't put you here for you to fail. You know, this is the only thing you've ever said you wanted to do. So you just regroup, make whatever changes you need to make and get it together. And that was her pep talk. And so that was the, the, the push that I needed to be able to get to my next step. And so I regrouped and I did better. I mean, I made some changes in my study habits as well, but those are the qualities that I really would say affected me the most. Dr. Kimberly, if there was one memory of mama growing up that you remember the most, what would you say that was? The memory of mama growing up that is most forefront in my mind was the time that I came home And I wasn't one of the popular kids at school, so the kids would sometimes talk about me, you know, the typical stuff. I was middle school, maybe sixth or seventh grade. Some of the girls had been talking about me and hurt my feelings, so I came home, and my mom was in the kitchen at the house we grew up in, and she was standing there, and when I walked in, I looked sad, and she's like, what's wrong with you? You know, is how she put it. And so I went over to her in the kitchen and I said, well, at school, the girls are talking about me. And I was looking sad and almost almost wanted to cry. And she said she leaned over. So we were in the same height. And she looked me right in my face and said, girl, don't you know that they talked about the good Lord when he was on this earth? What makes you think they're not going to talk about you? And honestly, that's probably not the greatest thing to say to a person at that time. But the truth is, it was really the it was the honest truth. Like you're gonna get talked about. It's gonna happen. I mean, things aren't gonna go the way you want it to. So just realize that these this is part of growing up. And you know, learn how to manage those things and learn how to manage your emotions when those things happen. And just because they talked about you does not mean it's true. Nothing they said about the good Lord from her, from her perspective, was any of it was true. So um, in that regard, it was helpful, but it was a hard thing to hear at the time. And it's something I'll never forget. So whenever I hear things that people say that are negative about me, even as an adult, I think back to that, you know, well, they talked about the Lord too. So it's going to be me as well at some point. I think each of us probably have our own story. Of a memory that affects us and that we can think of now that we go back to frequently. Dr. Jasmine, what's one of those memories for you? So, um, one
1: memory that I can think of of mama from high school, um, I remember while I was still riding the school bus, I was in a program where the Bus driver would pick each student up at the end of our driveway. And we just so happened to have a particularly lengthy driveway. It was in the winter of that year. And I remember that the bus driver would always say like, um, you know, oh, it takes you too long to come to walk from your door to to the end of the driveway. Like you need to be standing outside at the end of your driveway. Or if you if you're not the next time, then um, I'm just going to keep driving. You know, he told me that that day I came home and told um, my mom and of course, given how the details that you, you have learned thus far from my mom, she don't play that. So what she did was uh, she said, OK, well, tomorrow morning when it's time to get on the bus, then I'm going to walk outside with you. And we're uh, we lived on a corner of the street of a, of a street where we could see the bus coming before it got to our driveway. So that would be when I saw the bus, that would be when I would go to, to walk outside. So we walked outside and he waited until we got to the end of the driveway and my mom got on the bus. Uh, To be honest, I don't know what was all uh, said after I got on the bus because I made a beeline to the back of the bus, so I couldn't hear what was said, but I'm pretty sure many of my friends that rode the bus with me at that time uh, just remembered uh, basically mama letting the bus driver have it about how that was inappropriate to impose a requirement on me that wasn't uh, a requirement for other students when she got off the bus, you know, you could tell visibly that the bus driver was kind of flustered and everything. But uh, the moral of the story is, I think one, mama doesn't play about her kids. Two, um, to this day, actually, the bus driver uh, still, you know, when he drives by our house, he speaks to her and everything. So it, it just shows that, you know, not only is she stern, but she Demands and commands the respect of others. So I think that is one of the not only funniest but most memorable memories that I have about Mama.
0: Yeah, and this is Dr. Latanya. I have a similar um, story, well, of a similar thing. And that one of the things that I remember is when I transitioned from like kindergarten to elementary school, it was my first time going to public school. And when I got to school, I remember that they were trying to tell my mom that I needed to be in remedial classes. Just to give a little bit of background about that, I we went to private kindergarten, so we knew how to read, how to write, all of those things before getting the first grade. Uh, We were, from what our parents told us, we were considered to be advanced. And so when they told her that they thought I needed remedial classes, she was not having it. She went up to the school and not only did she refuse to allow them to put me in a a remedial class, she actually demanded that they give us an aptitude test, that they give me an aptitude test, excuse me. When they gave me the aptitude test, I actually scored so high that I qualified to be in the gifted program. Then I was transitioned into the gifted program. So that is another story. I mean, we can talk about the way that students of color are affected disproportionately and and funneled into remedial courses. That's another episode. But I think also, we have to say that our mother was always an advocate for us. I think uh, Dr. Kimberly probably has something to add about that. I, I had a similar story, just like Dr. Jasmine, Dr. Latanya. I was in a performing arts school. I was a piano player. Like, that was my art. And our piano teacher was very stern. You know, she's a difficult woman, to be honest with you, but We were at a um, recital during the day as a field trip. And my piano teacher, I guess, thought that I was talking, but I wasn't. And so she came over and grabbed my shoulder during the recital and like squeezed my shoulder super hard to the point that it hurt for like a couple of weeks. So when I left um, school that day, I went home and told my mom about it, obviously. And, you know, I mean, you got to add in a little emotion, too. So, you know, to get her riled up. So I came home and I told my mom was crying the whole thing. And um, the next day, she didn't tell me, but she, you know, I went to school. I was at the performing arts school. We were in class practicing piano and um, my mom walked into the class. And I was like, you know, like, what is she doing here? And um, so I didn't know if I was in trouble or if the teacher was in trouble. I didn't know. So she asked the teacher to step outside. Like, can we talk out here? But when she came back into the room, she apologized to me for hurting me and all of that. And then when my mom came to pick me up after school that day, I was like, mom, what'd you say to her? And honestly, again, it's just like what Dr. Latanya and Dr. Jasmine was saying, you know, our mom was our greatest supporter. She did not play that with her kids ever. But also another thing that that taught me was that you got to make sure that whatever story you tell mama is exactly the truth because she got your back a hundred percent. Don't lie to her and have her looking crazy. And so that was definitely something I learned at that moment. I told her the truth. And so she responded the way that she should have, but it definitely encouraged you not to come up with a story that wasn't true because she's going to have your back and then she's going to look crazy, which will not make for a good home life for you. (laughs) Um, Mama had a nickname throughout the family. They call her Mean Lean. How do you feel like her sternness growing up affected who you are today? Do you appreciate it or do you think it was excessive?
1: One, the Mean Lean nickname is also one of the, one of the uh, funny jokes about mama in the family. But uh, on the flip side of that, for her sternness, um, I think I appreciate it now since I'm older because I know where it was coming from. It was coming from a place of her wanting to be protective and make sure that the things that, uh, you know, the things that I was exposed to or the things that she was keeping me from were to prevent harm at the time now, I probably thought it was excessive. Actually, I know I thought it was excessive because I knew most of my other friends' uh, parents, you know, were not as strict as, uh, as our, our parents and specifically our mom was. But I've come to appreciate it now because I know where it was coming from. And I think, I mean, look at us, we turned out pretty okay. So <laughs> I think it was worth it.
0: I, I agree. When I was going through it, I thought it was excessive, but I think now I appreciate it. Dr. Kimberly, you do you feel the same? It was definitely excessive when you're going through it. Definitely. But like everyone else said, obviously, you appreciate it after the fact because you can see the results of it. Dr. Latanya, how would you describe the early years with Mama? She was working full-time and taking care of our household. What did you learn from her in that? I really did learn a lot from Mama during those times. So she was working full time, she was being a mom, she was doing all of that. So the things that I learned from her were number one, being able to multitask because she did everything and it didn't seem like, at least she didn't show us that she was overwhelmed, but it seemed like it would have been overwhelming. Another thing is, is that I think I learned a lot about making a lot out of a little. I think that we grew up as a middle-class Black family in Mississippi. And so I never felt like we went without the things that we needed. You know, we always had food on the table, but I think she also taught me the value of a dollar. We always had clothes on our backs. Now, we may not have had the designer clothes that cost a lot of money. But we had nice, clean clothes that we were able to wear on a daily basis. Also, just learning about the value of family, the importance of family. I think that's one of the overwhelming things. I think that's why we are really where we are today and that we really remain close as a family. Dr. Kimberly, we have talked a little bit about Mama's sense of humor can you tell us a little bit about what your memory of, of mama's sense of humor? We probably all have stories of like funny things with mama. To be honest with you, though, we seemed to joke. We joked a lot on mama, probably more than she had jokes, but she was still pretty funny. One that I remember was at a family reunion, which we didn't have them super frequent, but maybe once every four or five years, we would pull one off. This particular one was in Atlanta. We had a cousin who was there who was really good at pool. Like he came with his own pool sticks. Like this man was legit. He was playing pool with the other cousins. He played me and completely destroyed me. It was like boring for him to play me. So my mom sees me playing pool. So she walks up and she says, well, y'all mind if I play? You know, real innocent like. And so then our cousin was like, all right, yeah, I'll play her. You know, just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's, this going to be a quick one. Let me just play it real quick. So they set everything up. And it was my mama's job to break, right? This chick break. And she hit like four, five balls in the holes on the break. My cousin didn't even get a chance to try for one. She was just killing it. That's when we found out that mama used to play pool at the juke joint. Who knew? So <laughs> we were just cracking up. And then afterwards, everybody wanted to play her. Because now it was like, oh, she can't be that good more than once. That was just a fluke. Then after that, she started playing basketball. Now, we knew mama played basketball when she was growing up. She had newspaper clippings and et cetera. But she was still good. I mean, she had to have been about 55 at the time. And she was still good. So that had us laughing quite a bit because she totally acted innocent, okay? Completely innocent. Like, oh well, I'll just play a little bit when she knew she was gonna kill it. So that was a pretty funny story. One of the funny things that I have to say about mom is that when we were growing up, if we would walk around the house when it was cold with no shoes and socks on, or if we had on like a t-shirt and shorts when it was cold outside, one of the things that she would say would be y'all going to get the double pneumonia and the kakilau flu and even this till this day I'm like what is that you know as physicians we have really stopped and thought about it and tried to study like what really is the double pneumonia is it like two different types of pneumonia is it bacterial and viral is it bilateral pneumonia on both sides and the kakilau flu I just I don't know what it is. You know, there have been a multitude of flu types over the various years. I mean, we tried to Google it. I asked her how to spell it, but we just we just don't know. But what I did gather from that is, is that you're going to be very sick. And, of course, we didn't want that. So we went ahead and made sure we put clothes on. I mean, till this day, unless I'm wearing sandals, you're not going to catch me without socks. So um, that was one of the funny things that I had. That I remembered about Mama. Yeah, she made that she made that cacalai flu part up. Yeah.
1: And then uh speaking of inclement weather, I, I wanted to mention the one time that uh I can remember that mama it this probably isn't a, a testament to mama's sense of humor, but it made me laugh. As as Dr. Latanya mentioned, we're from Mississippi and uh I was the only child at home during Hurricane Katrina. This was a time we had not too long before that uh, moved to uh, another house. So that was like you know my parents' trophy. Like hey, you know we worked hard. We got built us a house. A really really a testament to their work ethic. Well, so Hurricane Katrina came along in August of two thousand five. And for some reason, mama thought that because it was raining and the wind was blowing and water was getting on the wooden front door, she felt like, hey, I need to go outside and dry the door off to make sure that, you know, the weather doesn't mess up the front door. So me and my dad were looking at her like, why is she going outside in the middle of Hurricane Katrina to wipe off this door? So. I said, well, if she want to be outside in the hurricane to wipe off the door and keep it from getting wet, let me lock her out there. So I locked the door. And me and my dad just kind of keyed at the door while we were watching the wind blow and mama yelling like, let me in, let me in. The wind's blowing, let me in. So I let her back in after a couple seconds. And I was like, Don't really seem that important to keep the door dry now, huh? Does it? (laughs) And so I just remember that was just like the funniest thing. Cause it's like, who does that? Our mama does that.
0: Y'all was so wrong. Poor mama.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think overall, as you can see, much love, much happiness, um, uh, comes out of our discussions about our mom. Um, you know, we still, still joke and laugh about her and at her <laughs> to this day. And, you know, this episode is really as a kind of a testament to who she is and who she's been in our lives. Uh, so overall, we can attribute much of our success to her. Um, she, like others in our family, have taught us the value of the family unit and showed us the importance of supporting each other to get to our highest potential. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like us, follow us, share these uh, podcast episodes with family, friends and others and stay tuned for our next episode. See ya.
0: The music on the Doctors Washington podcast is by artist Mike Burton. He's a Jackson, Mississippi native on his album Soulful and the track is entitled All Right. It is available on iTunes. Believe that it's gone.